This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Ravino. Almost forgot my name there for a minute. Got distracted. But I am Blake Ravino. Who is Blake Ravino? Why is Blake Ravino? But we are live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hope everyone is making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. It's the BK it's the BK takeover y'all. Spring football is here. Can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> As Brian Kelly will do his press conference tomorrow, what I'll be listening for, what we know he's going to tell you uh as we have rubbed out our crystal ball to see what he's going to tell you. We'll talk about spring football. Also, why LSU needed Jaden Daniels more than Jaden Daniels needed LSU. It's going to be something that may be tough to hear for some, but something that needed to be here or heard for, from all or to all uh, on why LSU needed Jaden Daniels more than the opposite. What Mac McMahon, the new LSU head basketball coach, needs to deliver LSU in three subtle years. We will touch on that. Uh, as his press conference will be tomorrow at 2. Carter the Power Bryant will be joining us. The man, the myth, the legend himself will be joining us. Uh, and if we have some time there at the end, we'll do some NFL free agency. Um, normally, we don't get to the very last topic, but we're going to try tonight. 
We're going to try to do that here tonight. Oh, 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 oh. I almost forgot. And we have a Rafino's rant about the uh, LSU media taking small little pot shots at 18 to 20 year olds. Dude, you're 66. Grow up, Peter Pan. If you're going to take a shot at somebody, why don't you take a shot at somebody like me who's got more followers than you do on social media? And the reason why you don't want to take those pot shots is because you know that you're going to lose. The holier-than-thou media at LSU has to come to an end. Ron Higgins, you have an open invitation to this show. You want to debate it? Let's debate it. Don't clap for Kim Mulkey, uh, a Rabelais writing hit pieces for The Advocate. Uh, uh, lit, getting an attorney who writes hit pieces for the advocate. You think I didn't notice? Oh, hell yeah, I noticed. If you're going to get a baseless ass attorney to come out here and write hit pieces on why LSU deserves the death penalty, and then you're going to allow it to be published, but yet you're going to make fun of a student media worker, why don't you come in here and talk about it? Because there's one thing I hate more than the Alabama Crimson Tide, and that's a bully. Or someone who appears to be a bully on social media. Brent, as, uh, 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 what's that dude's, DC would say from, uh, 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 Wild and Out, bring that ass here, boy. Funny when a dude's bigger, taller, more handsome, got a better looking wife than everybody. Yes, I'm calling my wife the hottest woman on earth. Boom shakalaka. Invite you in here. Don't bully people online, dog. That's one thing I can't stand. We will touch on that tonight. Maybe uh, Carter the Power Bright, who does have a big J journalism uh, degree. Uh, we'll go, we, we will uh, ask him those questions, too. Don't bully people on social media, dog. Just don't do it. All right. Let's get to a couple of comments before we get started. Oh, God, dog, it is Tuesday. I forgot to put in the hashtag AskBlake, but we'll get into it. Thank you to the Golden Boot Pod. But the Golden Boot Pod says hashtag AskBlake. Would you rather have 10 NIL deals or private school pressure money? Huh. Private school pressure money. Here's another one. Would you rather have a thin crust pizza from Domino's? This is not a paid advertisement from Domino's. Or would you like to have cheese on your honey bun? You guys are missing out on Twitter spaces, dog. You're missing out. Speaking of big pressure and all the money that he has, uh, he says big pressure is in the building. Welcome, pressure. We greatly appreciate you joining us. Uh, Nurse Court says, uh, hashtag the BK takeover. It is. As Brian Kelly, oh my God, guys, we gonna get it? Are we gonna get a tight end? Holy shit! Holy, holy mother of God! Oh my God, Brian Kelly can magically recruit. It's the luck of the Irish. Saint Patty's Day is past. Holy mackerel! Y'all trust him. Y'all trust people in media way too much, dog. Way, way too much. All right. Let's get rolling. Let's pay some bills around this thing. Everybody do us a favor and hit the like and share. We're going to fire right off in spring practice. Why Jane Daniels 
uh, was needed more at LSU more than he needed LSU. We'll fire that off right at the top uh, of the show. Then we'll get into Rafino's rants. Uh, so like, share, subscribe. If you're on Facebook, hit the like button. There's so many of you that watch us on Facebook. When you have an average watch time of 18 minutes, I know that you're watching the beginning of the show. 18, 19, 20 minutes, which is pretty standard, standard by the way, I might add, on our show. Everybody hit the like button, hit the share. There's multitudes of you right now that need to hit the like button and the share. Share to some Facebook groups. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. Uh, we're going to be, like I told you, and I've been telling you, we're going to be putting more content out on YouTube and social media using that platform. So go subscribe and hit the notification bell. I'm going to tell you, if you're not subscribed, we're going to be putting some inside stuff and things that we're hearing around spring practice, starting on YouTube and videos and stuff like that. So you need to subscribe. You need to hit that notification bell there as well. It's it's free for you. I don't know why people ask me why I have to subscribe. Blake, how much is it? It's free to subscribe on YouTube. I, I have never charged anybody any money. Ever. Ever. Nobody. If you're listening to us on the audio podcast platform, we do. Speaking of money. Uh, do feel like a giveaway is coming. So if you're listening right now, uh, at the end of the show, go over to Apple or Spotify and rate and review. Leave a review. We'll put your name into the drawing for the uh, giveaway. So do that. All right. Let's get started. Oh, 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 oh. Also, we do have Zach Lee with us. He is behind the scenes. He is running all of this. He's running the show. So, Producer Lee is in the building. He is what we like to call the AYS Dr. Dre. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too much praise for my man. It's only day two. We're not even full two episodes in. Let's see. All right, let's pay some bills. None better than our good friends over at GM Barno Sons. BetOnline.ag. Guys, with over 65 years of experience, nobody's better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor home chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell your good friend Blake Rafino over at AYS. Sent you on by. And our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you about BetOnline for such a long time now. March Madness is still here. We got the NBA. We got college spring football. You want to bet on national champions? You want to do a prop bets, parlays? Hell, you even want to go to the casino. You can do all of that at BetOnline.ag. Whip out your mobile device at the end of the show and sign up today. Use the Believe promo code BLEAV. That's BLEAV. You'll get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. <laughs> so, so, so. Um, Blaine Smith says, uh, AYS, YJ, uh, Y2J. Yeah. Everybody likes when I do the Rob Van. Damn. I don't know why. I have no idea. I did it one time. It was a, it was a hit. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, Mr. Producer. Yeah. 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 That's what Zach is. He is our producer. All right. Let's get into this. 
Oh, you, hold on, hold on. Before we get into it, I see Jeremy Fontana. He says Mike Jones. Every time the name Mike Jones is uttered in the, now, we can't do it all day because we'll be playing that stupid song all night long. It's not stupid, but you know what I mean. So every time we see it, we see some Mike Jones. We're gonna we're just gonna hit this. Is that fair? Is that fair? Oh, and we if we have some breaking news during this show, I'm telling you, we're growing, y'all. If we got some breaking news, you're gonna hear this sound tonight too. And then Zach will come in and give us that that breaking news. All right, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. I have seen a lot of you today on social media um, in reference to some things going around from some LSU football players, not getting into depth with that. You sent it to me. You want us to talk about it. Fine, let's get there. And I know this is something that we have exhausted I know that this is something that we've, you know, some people believe that I exaggerated. Some people even believe that there was a hatred from me to a specific player at this position. But today, uh, it it was a little known um, that some of the receivers or a receiver may or may not uh, be have a little bit of an issue with some of the quarterbacks on this team and the preparation and work and. Today, we, with everything going on with LSU's media, the old media and the new media, uh, some media say, well, Brian Kelly told quarterbacks they can't throw during the offseason and crazy shit like that. Crazy, right? We've been sitting here for two months telling you two things. And I'm going to tell you something again, just in case you didn't hear it the first time. I want you to hear it again. LSU was always wanting to entertain a transfer quarterback outside of Miles Brennan. I'm going to tell you this, and Big J journalism, I'm going to do it again. LSU's still kicking the tires on other quarterbacks that may or may not hit the transfer portal. Uh, that sounds weird. Um, I'm having a lot of people hit me up. Um, I don't know. Hold on. Zach, do I sound good on your end? Okay. Just making sure. Give me a thumbs up if I sound good. There's a lot of comments saying uh, can you you sound weird or that something sounds weird. Just making sure if we uh if we sound good. So everybody give me the thumbs up if if y'all can hear. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Everybody the whole comment section is like, "No, you don't sound good." But I wanted to give you this. So let's get back to it. I want to give you this. I want to give you this. LSU still entertaining other quarterbacks. And other quarterbacks that are going to be in the portal. Or what they project to be in the portal. I don't know if Emory Jones, who just went into the portal from the University of Florida, is going to wind up or be at LSU. Don't know that. I will tell you this at the very slightest. LSU is going to continue to entertain it. I don't know how to put this. Maybe I should say it like Ron Burgundy. I uh, <laughs> don't know how to put this. But the reason that LSU went after Jaden Daniels is because there was a problem at the LSU quarterback position. Whether you want to hear it, whether you don't want to hear it, maybe you believe something and you don't want it to fully embrace what you believe in. 
the facts don't care about your feelings at this point, and you need to prepare yourself. You 1,000% need to prepare yourself for what Brian Kelly and Mike Denbrock is going to bring into this offense. Spring starts tomorrow officially. As soon as Brian Kelly hits that podium, it's on. You want to talk about a new era is underway. Guys, it's on. It's over. Ed Orgeron is done. You are going to hit the field. And one of those people that were from the transfer portal that we talked about so much is going to be Jane Daniels. Now, I don't know if Jane Daniels is going to be the QB1 right out the gate. I don't know that yet. No clue. But let me tell you this. And it doesn't matter if Jane Daniels ever takes a snap at LSU. Ever. What it nece- what it matters is, is that J- Brian Kelly is sending a message to every... I don't want to just even say quarterback, but every player in that locker room, he's sending it to the fan base. I do not care what you think or what you believe. Who should be starting at QB1? Who should be the guy at QB1? LSU has had a little bit of an issue. You have players out there actively talking about their quarterbacks not being able to go out with them and throw on their own and get extra work. I know what some will say. Well, Blake, you got to rest your shoulder. Here comes spring football. Um, Excuse my language when I say, say this. A bull manure. Bull manure. That is the biggest stone cold lie of all time. No quarterbacks coach No head coach is ever going to tell his quarterback, barring injury, not to go throw with his receivers one-on-one without them being around. Nobody. That is a stone-cold lie. So you want to now know why Jane Daniels is coming in and why LSU needed him more than anything. It's because you got a dog or a guy that's been a dog at another school. I mean, legitimately... Went through a QB competition and won it. Went in there as a freshman. Through all the turmoil. Continued to play. And through chaos. Said, look, I've done as much as I can here. I've graduated and I'm going. And for everybody that talked about Jane Daniels. Oh, he quit on his team. He left his team. He's not, he didn't finish. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. Joe Burrow was also a grad transfer and you didn't say a Rudy Pooh thing. The old saying goes, iron sharpens iron, right? That's how the old saying goes. What's the difference here? So no matter what I come out here and say, Like, legitimately, no matter what I say, are you going to even believe it? LSU is going to entertain another quarterback, too, besides Jaden Daniels, if both Garrett Dussmeyer and Miles Brennan leaves. Is Miles Brennan taking this seriously? It's something that you probably don't want to talk about, some of you. Yeah, Blake, he's been here. He's loyal to LSU. Loyalty has to LSU has absolutely nothing to do with going in and putting in that work. 
Nothing. It's called the grind. Everybody else is doing it, so do you. You need to be there too. You need to be there too. Whether it be Miles Brennan, Jane Daniels, and the guy that I've come to really enjoy his friendship, and Mike Jones Jr. Mike already knows we've had these discussions. You got to put in that, and he's coming here and talked about it. He's not naive enough to know that you got to go out there and put in that work. It's here, y'all. And there is going to be changes like we haven't seen before. Here's something that you might not be ready for. Something that you might not be ready for is the access to Brian Kelly and the things that you're going to see and know about this football team. There's nothing to hide. Are you ready? It's like the uh, Degeneration X song. Are you ready? Degeneration X. There's nothing to hide when you can go out there and kick somebody's ass. Lions don't worry about, lions do not care about sheep. And in this pun, tigers don't care about sheep either. Because the lion might be the king of the safari, but the tiger's the king of the jungle. And we got to get that, you know, this feels to me like a movie in a sense. You got to go get that eye of the tiger back. Is Brian Kelly Apollo Creed or is he not? You got to get the eye of the tiger back. You haven't had it. You got to put in that work to win national championships. When Joe Burrow sat at Nichols and said, we're going to score 40 points up on everybody's ass, you laughed at People laughed at him. You know why he knew that he was going to be able to do that? Not because of his talent. Not because of Jamar Chase. Not because of Justin Jefferson. Not because of Clyde Edwards and Lair. Not because of Lloyd Cushenberry. Not because of Thad Moss. Not because of Joe Brady. Not because of Steve Ensminger. Not because of George Munoz. Because they put in that work. That's why. It's not just an LSU thing. You're never. And I mean ever going to achieve anything if you don't put in that work nothing get into this football team and I'm going to get to this 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 Rafino's rant you're damn skippy I am Ron Higgins uh, somebody sent it to Ron I don't care at this point I never really cared but I want to say this. You have pieces, and I'm going to go on record. Blake's being a homer. I, call me a homer. Call me a homer. I don't care what you call me. They have talented pieces all across the board. You don't have top 10 recruiting classes, top five recruiting classes, top six recruiting classes, and there's not talent across the board. Sorry. 247 ESPN. Yahoo, Google, uh, uh, Google Earth, uh, 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 um, what's this thing that we're on? What well, I don't even know what this, you know, Safari, whatever. Everybody that does a recruiting board doesn't miss it, does not miss it, does not miss on that many recruits. They just don't. 
You know who they didn't miss on? Mason Smith, Jaqueline Roy. <laughs> they didn't. Miss, they missed on Miles Frazier, but he's a, a, a freshman All-American. They didn't miss on Jaden Daniels. This team, nobody's saying this team's going to win a national title. Nine and three is a damn good season. Uh, let me say this before we get to Carter, because Carter's going to be here in four minutes. And if I get through in enough time, we'll bring, bring Zach in here. I don't think we'll be a – we might have to squeeze Zach here at the end uh, of the show. Um, let, me, let me say this, because – the people that push this narrative about like whatever player, this guy's been loyal, that guy's been loyal, this guy's been doing this, this guy's been doing that, is our media core. Uh, you're going to have to base your own, no matter, even if it's me, you're going to have to base your own opinions on what you see, what you know, what you believe, what you trust, who you trust. And I got to say this. That's we're talking about on the field stuff. But those same guys that you listen to and you talk about in this show and you bring everywhere else, you bring in Twitter spaces, you bring in everywhere. Are the same guys like Ron Higgins who attacked student media today. Now, if you missed it, if you missed it, um, Ron Higgins within a nutshell, called out LSU's student media. So, Ron, I do have an open invitation for you. If you would like to come on this show and talk about Big J journalism, and I know what your attack on me is going to be, well, you're not a journalist. I understand it. I understand it. But it's funny because when you're attacking student media who don't know any better, you make yourself look like an ass. You're not really a journalist, dog. There's 368 people in this in this thing live right now. We have more people live in this show than you have people read your columns in a weekly basis. That's not a shot at you. Online media sourcing is dead. Like that. Reports. Unless it's big, big time news. You want to take pot shots at people. You want to be a bully on social media. Come be a bully here. I don't play with that man. I will give him an open invitation. He is more than welcome to come on this show. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tolerate it. But because they're 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 excited in their first big media coverage, so what? Take him aside and tell him about it. Do not. Do not go over social media with it. And and I don't want to say. Uh, uh, put down on them because it's even worse than putting down on them. It's worse than putting down on them when you take that stuff to Twitter. Take them aside like Mike Scarborough did for me and tell me things that I do and do not need to be doing. There's a lot of tough conversations that Mike, Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com had to have with me on things that I probably shouldn't be doing. Didn't listen to him all the time. I made an ass out of myself. He was right. He was right. But one thing too, and I know I know that Scott Rabelais of The Advocate, he also has an open invitation. We're going to get to Carter Bryan here in just a second. I know, I know Scott Rabelais also got into this mix. 
I know Scott Rabelais also got into this mix. Scott, you legitimately let an attorney who does not cover sports talk about sports and has political coverage about Bobby Jindal, John Bell Edwards, and every state representative alive on God's green planet inside the state of Louisiana. You let that guy write a media piece about football and basketball on why LSU should get the death penalty. You let that be run. And you're asking, and now, and now all of a sudden, here the student media is doing something wrong because Pointer shot a three from the corner and she drained that sucker. Kim Mulkey is going live on the sidelines, on the bench. She's running shit because she's a queen boss. So what? Teach them. My God. If you're going to bully somebody or attempt to bully somebody on Twitter, please come after my ass. That's where we'll end it. I'm not going to put up with it. Bring that, as DC says from Wild and App, bring that ass here. These comments, I know Carter's going to have to follow this. I know Carter's going to have to follow this. These beliefs do not, <laughs> do not go to my guest that's coming up in just a minute. They don't. But as Ed Orsron would say, it's Tell the Truth Tuesday. Tell the Truth Monday, isn't it? <laughs> well, shit, it's Tuesday. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. All right. All right, here comes Carter. We got to get to him. Hey, we got to get to him. Let's do this. Let's go to Gramco, our good friends over at Gramco. Pay some bills around this thing. We got a lot of spring football to talk about. Hey! Carter's going to bring it to us. Uh, but let's go to Gramco and our good friend, uh, Carol Foss, over at State Farm. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gram Gramco. They are a Delta 8 company based out of the state of Florida. They are founded by college football junkies like you and I. And I'm not sure if you're really familiar with Delta 8, but you really need to be. Gramco is an absolute leader in this field. They've got phenomenal products that I just had to tell you about. First of all, the Wake and Bake Coffee. Guys, absolutely spectacular. The gummies as well. They're literally the best on the market. Go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's gram, thegramco.com, AYS promo code 25, AYS25, for 25% uh, off on that purchase order. Jump on this fast because it's perfect. It's for the holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and the shipping will be discreet. You must be 21 years older to apply. And our good friends over at, or my good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm, 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300. Auto, home, and life insurance. Is the gas prices high as hell? Yeah, they are. You need to reduce some funds from somewhere? What about home, auto, and life insurances? Give them a call today for the free consultation. That's Carol Falls over at State Farm, 395-985-395-4300. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right. We got our good friend Carter, the power Bryant Carter. I know, I know that um, my words just now do not reflect on what you may believe or think or anything like that, but I'm not sure if you saw today the things on Twitter 
between the old guard LSU media and some of the new. Um, but what are your th- official thoughts? I know that I freaked out, but I really don't like a bully. Uh, what do you What do you think? What's going on here, brother? And by the way, how are you? I'm, I'm fantastic. So I'll, I'll be brief because uh, I, I tweeted out a few things because I was a part of student media, and I've also been, you know, part of like professional media. Big right? J Where, journalism is what they call it, correct? Big J, capital J journalism. Okay. I also, okay. Have, an, I also have a journalism degree, Blake. You don't so, say. Holy don't. moly. And you know what it's worth? Nothing. <laughs> Look, hey, no, 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 no. I will say this. I will say this. <laughs> I, I, in all seriousness, I am a very happy Manship School of Mass Communication graduate, right? And I used to do shows in Hodges Hall, which, you know, is a student journalism site. And I'm telling you, the student media people are around are still working in media today. One of them is working like CBS. He's the lead producer of CBS, like news, everything. And uh, a lot of my friends that were with the Reveille, they're all doing big things. And I worked in, in radio and I had a bunch of radio and broadcasting friends go on and do big things. One of my best friends works for the Minnesota Vikings now, you know, and she's like their official broadcaster. So I, it, look, I, I, I've been on multiple sides of this and I've also made student journalism mistakes the one thing you don't do, the childish thing, the student mistake is ethering these young men uh, or, or women. I had one of the reporters reach out to me. So I, 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 I said a tweet and I said, if there's any student journalists that want to reach out to me, and one of them did, and I won't say who, uh, because there, there's, there's no reason to ether these kids. Mistakes are made, right? I made them. Everybody made them. This was the most childish thing I think I've seen. This high horse noble act. It's all BS. Nobody gives a rip. Nobody gives a flying you know what about it. And this is coming from someone who has a journalism degree. And yes, those students made a mistake. They shouldn't have done what they did. But really, it wasn't the most raw, raw Homer kind of thing. So yes, I'm no longer officially a journalist. I don't claim to be a journalist. But you know, I've, I've, I've covered Congress. I've been on Capitol Hill. I, I, I've, I've done actual journalistic things. And look, there are some things that are very serious, and there are some journalists out there who do unbelievable work in politics and sports. But covering a, a basketball game or even a football game, uh, student journalists are going to make mistakes. It's not as important. So it drove Blake. I had a phone call with you earlier today. I'm not going to say what I said on the phone call, what I'm on here. That was really low blow. I, 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 I've lost a lot of respect for those, uh, those two older reporters. I know people are ready to move on and talk about other stuff that, that to me was just really, really, really bad mentorship, but honestly, I know people are probably tired of this topic, but thanks for giving me this platform to sound off. And if Absolutely. there are 
If there are any student journalists, feel free to reach out because I've made those mistakes before myself, but Twitter wasn't around then for older reporters to ether me into the high heavens. Like they no did. doubt. So it, it's, it, it's horrible, but Blake, I'm really excited here to talk about some football. Uh, I, I, I'm not a baseball guy. I am excited to see my guy Trey Morgan balling out with the great hair. That was one of the sickest plays I've ever seen, Blake. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, Sliding and, and, and sidearming that thing. I was like, man, that looked like freaking Ernie Banks out there making okay. that play. I was, okay. I, I was like, holy crap. So I, I, I guess I got to get myself to the box to see uh, – uh, Trey Morgan play. I'm excited, but football, football. I'm ready, I'm ready to talk. Football. He's the baseball Michael Vick. That's what I'm. That's Man. the that's the swag he plays with. Like that's that's what I'm going to call Trey Morgan is the baseball's Michael Vick. But Carter, let's go to there. Look, um, one thing that's interesting, and I said this a little bit today, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Getting into football, uh, L- does LSU need Jaden Daniels more than Jaden Daniels needs LSU? You know, the, the thought process that I had was just because, like, look, man, I mean, you've had issues at that position. Can he come in and solidify it? Uh, I think that they that we maybe have needed him more than he needed us. But what do you think? Yeah, I, I Jaden Daniels does a lot for your offense as far as, like, the zone read game is concerned. I've also reached out to a few people I trust in the Pac-12 and on our channel, we've done, you know, some deep analytical dives on EPA per play and the interceptions and all these different things that happened to him. Right, right. And I've got to say for two and a half years of his career, he had no turnover issues. It was his final few games where the team just kind of lost it, started playing for themselves was when his interception problem started to happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm slowly talking myself into being a Jaden Daniels believer for this one thing, Blake Mm -hmm. is Kayshawn was every bit as good as a Justin Jefferson and Jamar chase when he was healthy, just looking at the raw numbers. Now he needs to come out and ball out so he can, you know, stay on that echelon. But when you just look at the raw numbers, he was that dominant with a lesser quarterback. Jack Besh had one of the best true freshman seasons we've ever seen. You look at his man coverage, uh, uh, his ability to break man coverage and get open, his ability to be physical and like to hit. Uh, I, I just like the way that that kid plays. So that's two really big bonafide weapons. And, I, I mean, obviously, Kayshawn ceiling can't get any higher. We've seen him you know, already break records. I still think Jack Besher's ceiling has not been reached. I, I'm a big believer in what that young man could do uh, for LSU next year. And then from there, you know, you get Malik, you get BTJ, obviously Kyron Lacey in the news right now. Uh, and then, obviously, you have Jerry Jenkins there. So maybe it's not Jaden Daniels so much. It's what's going to surround him next year. And I think, and I, I feel comfortable saying this now, especially considering Bama has to reload at wide receiver. LSU has by far the best set of receivers in, in no the SEC. And, and, and if you go look into like deeper statistics, let's take a, a metric. Let's go back to pro football focus. They have a stat called WAA. Love it. Above, Love it. Wins above average, okay? The second most valuable position in college football is the wide receiver position. Interesting. And it makes a lot of sense, right? We had Joe, and then we had the best set of receivers ever in the NFL, like rookie wide receivers ever. That's an objective fact. Um, and uh, you saw 
those guys really carry us to uh, a national championship. So, you know, think of it the same way with Jane Daniels. He may not have to be Burrow good for Jack and Kayshawn and Jeray and those guys to carry us to potentially hopefully a nine-win season next year, nine or ten. Okay, so that's a that's a lot to break down. So let's break that down bit by bit. Um, I agree with you. I Carter, look, and I, I do remember that there was a six two and a half, six three, uh, two hundred eighty seven pound off former offensive lineman who told you Jane Daniels was a baller. I will digress on that. Uh, but however, uh, but Carter, here's the thing, and I agree with you. He can get away with some things here that he couldn't get away with at Arizona State. Meaning, right. like, some of the RPOs that I've seen Mike Denbrock run. Look, you may call it an RPO, but like a, a small little tunnel screen on the outside while you're running a zone read. He pulls it, then he throws it out to Kayshawn Booty. That, in, in essence, okay, is still under the RPO play call or play card sheet. Um, right. yeah. Do you believe... And, I, again, I don't want to overreact to this, but we're going to start getting in this, and Brian Kelly's going to be talking tomorrow. Do you think that we're going to know right away what this offense is going to do? Because Brian Kelly's given us more access than we've ever had in the last 20 years. Like, literally, the most access that we've ever had. Right. I mean, we're going to know very quickly what this team's all about from the offensive side and what, really, their strengths and weaknesses are going to be on that side, right? Yeah, I think so. And And, look... This is where uh, Brad Davis plays a huge role this spring, and this is going to be the toughest thing for him, right? He is the only non-new position coach. Right. And I think Brian Kelly is going to really push Brad Davis and say, look, let's go into this tabula rasa. Let's go into this clean slate, okay? Give me the five best guys that we can possibly put on the field to take us to the next level. Obviously, a guy like Tyler Steen, if you're able to land him, that changes a lot for what you're going to do next year. But look, let, let's take LSU's RPO numbers, right? There's a, a really good friend of mine, his name's CFB Numbers. He does really good analytical work. And I looked at one of his charts, and I, I, I asked you this question a few weeks ago, Blake. I was this so wrong. God, okay. I was so wrong. So, so, so I asked Blake this question, and I want people in the chat right now. I see a lot of... Uh, my viewers in here, and then obviously a lot of your your viewers bleed over in here as well. I want everyone in the chat right now to guess out of 129 college football teams last year, where did LSU rank in RPO pass efficiency out of every team in college football? Have you said this on your show, Carter? What have you have you talked about this on your show? Have you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. We're, so we're gonna, we're, gonna so we're, gonna talk, we're gonna talk about this tonight. Okay. Okay. If, if you were to guess, I want everyone in the chat right now. To guess. <laughs> Chris <laughs> English firing so, off the. So look, look, look. Very quickly, Carter. We got my answer. Okay, that I sent you. This was pretty much the exact same text I sent you, uh, and then Chris English fires off fifth. <laughs> Well, Chris is one of those bleed over guys. Correct. Correct. He is. So so he knows I've talked about this. Um, So we see a lot of people, you know, guessing 47, 48, 10th, 68th, 100th. Uh, Bo, this is so funny from Bo Landry. Shout out to you, Bo. That's such a great name. B-E-A-U-X. Just put an X there at the end, Bo. Go all in. Right. I mean, you got to put the X. X going to give it to you. 
X gonna give it to I love it, man. Uh look, the answer is actually fifth. So LSU had the fifth best passing offense when it comes to EPA per play, which is an efficiency stat, uh, expected points added, right? So that was with Max Johnson at quarterback. Right. And if you go back and you look at the, the actual plays themselves, you saw LSU was able to manufacture some RPO touchdowns. Devonta Lee's first touchdown of the year was on an Correct. RPO versus Central Michigan, right? Uh, or the, the, the big touchdown to Kayshawn to start off the second half versus Mississippi State was an RPO, right? And LSU did a lot of good things, not only with the RPO pass, but also just running uh, a simple RPO where you're looking at the the running back and you're also the wide receiver runs a slant. It, it's not rocket science, right? And what's very interesting about that is, you know, that, that's not an overly complicated offense to run. And what's very interesting about that is you don't necessarily need a mobile quarterback to run. So, you know, as much as uh, as we like Jaden Daniels to potentially be the guy next year, you don't have to have a mobile quarterback to do the RPO offense. But I will say this, Blake, to your point, it does make it more effective, right? Correct. You, you can get the zone read out of it. Um, and uh, you could just do so much more stuff out of it. But it is very interesting that a lot of those wide receivers in particular that were really effective in the RPO, the two in particular, Kayshawn and Jack, are back next year, and they're hungry and they're ready to go. So it makes you really excited about what Brian Kelly's going to do, and hopefully he does keep that RPO going uh, for LSU moving forward. So uh, one more question for me, Carter, and then we're going to fire in. we got a lot of questions coming in to you yeah, from right. the chat. Um, do you remember – let me ask you very quickly. You you are a big Colts fan, correct, or am I wrong with that? Were, or were you a big Colts Peyton Manning fan, or did I just yeah, make oh, – yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's what I here's what I think about the RPO. And Peyton talked about this more than what we see with the today's RPO was is remember when Peyton and them used to run play action, they would pull a guard and they would fake it and then they would throw a slant or a dig or or a drag route right behind it. He actually called that an RPO. Because based off what the defense gave him, even though he had the ba his back to the defense, when he's doing the play fake, what they how they would react is how he would do things. And that was coming in from out of center. Now, Carter, this is what I'm going to say to you, and this is just my belief. It's the modern-day triple option. You're either going to give it, you're going to pull it, you're going to throw the slant, or you're going to run. That's it. You legitimately have two or at max – four options on that read there's not more than four so would you football's very cyclical it would you call it today's modern day triple option yeah it's it's very similar to that but here's the thing right uh blake i shared a conversation with you earlier to today uh, i'm lucky to know a lot of offensive coordinators right and you know, I I I, I get their feedback. Name drop. Name drop. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm some joking. Of them, some of them are professional uh, coaches in Europe. Some of them are professional coaches in Canada. Some coach in the states, right? And you know, I keep them anonymous for reasons because you know they, they can get critical of certain things or whatever. But th they do a good job of explaining this to me. Uh, you know, I I do a lot of film breakdowns and stuff and. Uh, it, it's it's very interesting how complex offense gets, but the most important thing is to make sure you find something you're good at. 
and Correct. developed that. And look, Sean McVay did, so not reinvent the, did not reinvent the wheel with this offense. Now, his play calling can suck sometimes, but it's a very simple offense, right? No so, doubt. Uh, so that's going to be the big thing for, for LSU. Find something that works for them, practice it, and go from there. And I, I, I can't wait to see it. it. It's a very weird time because we were in the same position last year with two new offensive and defensive coordinators that we really didn't know exactly what they were going to do. I know it's kind of a scary point in time, but it does make me feel a little bit more comfortable that Brian Kelly's leading that charge as an actual former play caller or both sides of the football compared to Ed Orgeron, who wasn't ever a play caller. And I think that's part of the reason why things started to get so sour last year, Blake, is that you had two first-year Power 5 play callers. It's not so much that Durante and Jake weren't the absolute best or most consistent. It's that the head coach on top of them had uh, did, has never didn't, called play. Correct. Either. Just didn't know what so, to do. Let's just call it what it is. So, uh, look, there's plenty of skepticism about Matt House, about what he's going to do defensively. I'm one of those. Uh, I'm one of those guys that, that that's going to be very interested to see what he's going to do but it does help having a head coach who's a little bit more X and O savvy. Very quickly, and then I'm going to tell Zach to bring up some of these Carter uh, hashtag Ask Carter questions. Yeah. Um, I'm basing this opinion. We're not going to go deep into it tonight. LSU has the best defensive line in the country. I'm going to leave it. On today's day of our Lord, 322-22, let me write this down in my handy-dandy notebook. Blake Rafino said – that LSU has the best defensive line in the country. So, Carter, I want you to keep me accountable since we were talking yeah. about Big J journalism earlier. Uh, 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 call me out uh, if and when I'm wrong. Um, Zach, fire in some of these questions for, uh, for Carter, and you can bring your beautiful mug on the screen if you want to uh, to ask him the questions yourself here. There you go. Oh. All right, so we got this one. What's up, Carter? How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Let me know. I'll do. I'll do your show whenever, man. Uh, I, I like what you guys are doing, and congrats on joining AYS, man. This is such a cool I, thing. It's I appreciate good, it. It's good seeing you on the come up, man. Go right on ahead. Nice, man. Well, we got Ryan Thibodeau in here. He's asking, "Ask Carter, do you see Besh as a better slot raw receiver or outside receiver?" I think that's I a think, good question. I think you can do both, right? Um, obviously, you know, we'll we'll see what LSU wants to do with their personnel groupings, right? Uh, are you going to run more 10? Are you going to run more 11 where uh, Jack is the tight end and the 11 personnel? 10 personnel, of course, is four wide receivers and no tight ends. And for me, uh, Jack's blocking last year, Blake, and it, it can always get better, but that was his first year ever actually being a blocker. Ever, ever. Ever. And he actually did fine. It, it was it was fine, right? We don't You don't expect him to be George Kittle. Right. Well, it's like so, uh, he blocked more people on Facebook in his life before he before we got to LSU than he ever blocked on a lot of scrimmage. Right. So, yeah, I, 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 I think Jack will mostly work out of the slot, and I still think he's going to play some hybrid tight end next year. All right, uh, Zach, firing another one. All right, this one's from Dylan Allen. Do you think we go after another QB to add after what Lacey said today? I like Dylan here. I, I need to know if he wiped the blood of the deer on his on his forehead. <laughs> Tell me, Dylan. I need to know. I need to know if he was... Simba, remember I, 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 who you are. <laughs> <Head ass. laughs> 
Oh, huh? bro. Uh, oh, God. It's so true. But look, that's a beautiful buck right there, Carter. I'm telling you. I mean, it's a beautiful buck. Nuck if you buck, right? If we're going to, we're going to. Hey, Dylan got him a nice it. buck right there, bro. I'm telling you. All right, but. Dylan, Dylan said he didn't. But yeah, really quickly here, Dylan. No, LSU's done uh, in my mind. He uh, didn't do it, Carter, very quickly. He said, I did not. Damn. He's going to have to kill another one and do it for us. What do you huh? think, Carter? You think he needs to do that? Yeah, just do it, man. I know you're only supposed to do that once you kill your I, first deer, right? Yeah, when you when you when you kill your first deer. But I'm telling you, Dylan, I I love it, man. It's a, it's a great buck. But keep keep them going, man. I'll, I'll get to as many as possible. Let's go. Um, oh, we got Ricky Collette here. Uh, go ahead, go He's ahead, asking, Zach. Go uh, ahead. QB's best friend is a running game. Are you excited about LSU's chances to run the ball better this year with Emory and other running backs? That's such a great question. Look at Rick. Good smile right there. I've gotten to know Rick a good little bit. He's such a good dude. Um, and I, I'm glad he's still supporting you, man. And Rick, Rick's come over to my channel. Oh, well. that that was the that was the uh, slide over. Rick was a slide over. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I appreciate you, man. Rick's Rick's a very sharp football. Mind. No, I appreciate you. A loyal listener is a loyal listener. Look at you. What's What's really interesting though is. I think it has more to do with the running concepts that LSU's going to do. I next agree. Year. And Blake, this is going to make you feel uh, a lot better as an offensive lineman. Hit there me. have been more studies that show that the blocking is way more important than the back actually running the football. Now, hold, 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 hold on one second. Hold on one second now. It, you mean to tell – hold on. You mean to tell me that Ty Davis Price didn't do it on his own last year? He didn't. He didn't. Okay, continue. All right, okay, so look, there are very few running backs that move the needle big. Now – you're lucky at LSU you have a lot of those guys, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Jay Hill's one of those guys that moved the needle. And obviously, you know, Leonard Fournette's the, the biggest example. But for the most part, you know, your offensive line is what really, you know, carries your running game. And, no doubt. You know, the throw more so opens up the pass than the other way around. So um, you, you got to find the guys that you really trust, and that starts with finding – that next center, will it be Delhi? I know, Blake, you've been sharing a few times that Delhi might get some looks there. Uh, Delhi, so Delhi, baby. That that's that's you know that's step number one. Get get that done, and then go from there. All right, last one, and then Carter. Will, I promise you, we'll get out of here. Um, go to Derek Gordon's Zach. Derek Gordon there at the bottom. Uh, but yeah, Derek Gordon says, ask yep. Carter, do you think Jaden Daniels is going to make believers out of all the people saying he won't make the cut in the SEC, even with the talent around him? There you go, Derek. Uh, Derek inspired me to get a cut today. I, I like, like that. that. Look, I like look that. At that, Derek. This, I mean, uh, Jawan Howard is scared of, of, of Derek. <laughs> look at that. That is really sharp, man. I freaking love that. Uh, but yeah. No, dude. <laughs> Not Jawan Howard, bro. Dude, Jawan Howard and Jalen Rose, man. Everyone on the Fab Five, whoever the barber was in Ann Arbor, I like you, man. They, 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 they kept everybody up tight there, baby. Uh, but look, I hope Jaden Daniels makes believers out of skeptics. I will say this, speaking to people that were around Notre Dame. Brian Kelly can get a little hot with his quarterbacks if the turnover issues don't get fixed. Correct. Um, so that's the big thing. I have been very defensive of Jaden Daniels' turnovers, but even he would admit the USC game in particular 
those are two really bad picks. Uh, he has a tendency to throw interceptions on the first drives of games. Did that three times last year. It's unacceptable. That sets the tone, right, for the rest of the game. So, you know, that's going to be the biggest thing. We know Jane Daniels is a playmaker. First thing, you got to win the job. Uh, I'm not going to count miles out. I'm not going to count, you know, anyone out at, at this point. But the second thing is obviously, can you fix that? That is a non-negotiable for a Brian Kelly coach team, right? The one major holdover, and all coaches say this, but Ed Orgeron was very turnover averse, right? That's why very. I love Danny Antling. Yeah, that's why I love Danny Antling so much. You know, Danny Antling only threw two inter interceptions his final year. So that's going to be the big thing. Fix the turnovers, and Jane Daniels can do big things. Just Jack Besh and and Kayshawn and Dre and those guys. Malik obviously uh, was it's just a monster. And, and BTJ, hopefully, he lives up to that potential that he has. So uh, we'll 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 see what happens with that. But the turnover, it's it just got to get cleaned up. Sleeper for me, Carter, and we'll get you out of here. Is Chris Hilton? That's my sleeper. Chris Hilton, baby, let's go, Zachary, let's go. I yep. love it, Chris man. Hilton. I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I'm hearing some very interesting rumblings. Well, let's go, Chris. Very go. interesting rumblings about Chris Hilton. You know, there's one thing, Carter, you can't teach on, on God's green earth, speed. Now, that's what makes Rocky, the movie Rocky Three, bullshit is because you can't teach speed and then all of a sudden he gets it. Apollo Creed is not Jesus Christ Almighty. So let's, you know, let's just put that to bed, right? Right. Yeah, it, look, speed's the most important asset you can have. And that's what's very interesting, Blake, is, you know, take a guy like um, like Landon Ibietta, right? That's probably his best attribute. You, you go look that at That and route uh, running, right. Yeah, route running, and, and he's just really, really, really fast. Like, he's <laughs> yep. He can fly. Uh, so, yeah, you know, speed is the most important thing. But – we sometimes think of speed as 40-yard dash. Sometimes we think of speed as mile per hour. A lot of it is play speed and processing speed, right? And look, I'm a big Jack Besh guy. The way he reads the game is so fast. It's very – I know he wears the same jersey number. I know I make the comparison all the time. It reminds me a lot of Jarvis Landry, how quickly Jarvis would process information on the field. You know, we, we remember the one-handed grab and creativity and all that stuff. But, you know – some people just have that ability, and Jack has that ability to just get in the open zone, right? No Go doubt. back to Texas A&M, fourth and 15. We got it. We, we need a play. We got to find someone to get a play. Jack just got open. It wasn't, it, it, it wasn't reinventing the wheel. It was just getting open, getting past the sticks, getting out of bounds, and keeping that drive alive, right? We remember the Duray catch, but it was Jack who kept that drive alive. So, you know, that's, that's a key thing, not only play speed, but processing speed. That's what makes him Carter the Power Bryant. Follow him on Twitter at Carter the Power Power Hour LSU. Uh, dude, I love you so much, man. You're just so good at your job. That is what Colin Cowherd would call Big J journalism. Big J, baby. I love it. Uh, I missed the comment earlier. It said new camera who dis. <laughs> I love it. So, so Blake, uh, I will be live in a second. Uh, I, I do have a big announcement tonight on the channel, and um, I'm very fortunate to to have this opportunity. And I'm very fortunate to have you as a as a friend. I wish people could listen to 
some of the conversations we have privately about. Oh God, dude! Some of our some some of the prospects we like, we disagree on some guys. We like some some guys as well. I, I'm I'm telling you, man. And look, I'll say this. All right, I'll say it on your channel. I haven't even said this. On my <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, gonna, bring I'm, it on I'm, my I'm channel. Gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna say it. Okay, Xavier Thomas. I'm a believer. I wasn't a believer at first. Mm. And I know this is going to be one of those scenarios where he's going to go to Mississippi State and be a really good player. And everybody's going to be like, well, how did we miss out on on Xavier Thomas, right? And I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just not. Because recruiting wide receivers are so tough already. There's only so many slots and targets to go around. Uh, but that kid's going to be special. That kid is going to, that kid is going to be a beast. I just wish he didn't go to an SEC West school. But Leach is going to get that kid, and and I I think Xavier's going to be a, a 40, 50 catch guy uh, within his first two years. If they could have heard our conversation Monday, our text and phone call, if it were ever recorded, would have been hotter than the Carter Three in two thousand and eight. Oh man, it would have been a it would have been the hottest mixtape of all time lollipop little wayne would have nothing on the hot let the beat bill beer would not have anything on our conversation monday they they would have been like you know that meme there they would have been like what (laughs) what did this dude do to blake that's what they would have said (laughs) that's exactly all right carter the power bryant i love you brother we'll be in your show soon uh he's going live power hour lsu we'll see you brother see you bud all right, that is Carter. Um, let's do this. Let's uh, get a quick break, and then we'll end, then we'll talk a little bit, and then we'll end the show. We'll bring Zach in here uh, and finish it out. Want to talk about our good friends, uh, uh, Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. Guys, he's going uh, coming to our house. He's going to be doing all the landscape and everything we do. The way that he meticulously does Everything is so spot on. He could do it 3D. He could show you what your yard's going to look like uh, at the end or in the beginning and what it would look like at the end before that they ever do it. That's Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape. Give him a call. Tell him your good friend Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you on by. All right. Let's do this very quickly. Zach, I'm going to bring you in here. Let's end the show with this. You can fire in your questions. Hashtag ask Blake. We'll bring up the questions here. Uh, but let's end on some um, NFL free agency. Um, look, Zach, I got to ask you, uh, the free agent market in the NFL has been pretty hot here the last couple of days. Outside of Deshaun Watson, I would say, what have you monitored? What have you seen? Uh, maybe we'll get a little background music in the back. But what have you seen that has been the biggest uh, 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 free agent move to you so far in the NFL? Man, well, I mean, e- even though we are here in Memphis, uh, I have to say we are definitely Saints fans. Uh, love the Saints. So really, I've just been monitoring monitoring everything that has been going on with the Saints. Obviously, the Deshaun Watson, just drama and everything that is Deshaun Watson and all that, how that played out and was drawn out. It seemed like forever. It seemed almost seemed like a movie, like you're just waiting for the, the huzzah ending. And finally, uh, it's... <laughs> You're left on a cliffhanger because he goes to the Browns and everybody was expecting him to go to the Saints or the Falcons. And it was just kind of like, whoa, he's going to the Browns. Um, but for me, I've just been kind of monitoring what what the Saints are going to be looking at. I think they definitely need 
some guys at the skill positions. You know, I, I feel like they need a tight end. They need a wide receiver. And especially with the running back situation and everything that happened in the offseason, you probably need to go and find you a running back and then probably on the offensive line. I mean, it seems like everything that they need is on the offensive side of the ball. So there's a lot of big names that you can go and get. I mean, tied in, there's Kyle Rudolph, there's Eric Ebron, of course, a wide receiver. Everybody's talked about Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. You know, A.J. Green's coming near the tail end of his career, but he's out there as well. Emmanuel Sanders. So, you know, there's just a lot of guys out there, and I'm interested to see, you know, how the Saints can end in uh, free agency. I think for me, it's going to be Loyal Collins. I'm going to go out and say that, you know, him coming sure. and playing right tackle for Joe Burrow um, is obviously, at least for me. Now, it doesn't matter that he went to LSU, but when you have an offensive line that, that is that bad and you bring that caliber of offensive lineman into Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, I think that that's very lethal. Um, but we'll see. I mean, look – and I see some people in here asking, it's something that maybe the Saints should have entertained. Look, when you're going after Deshaun Watson and you're not able to get Lyle Collins, could you have kicked Ryan Ramchek over left tackle and bring in Lyle Collins and let him play right tackle? I don't know what the Saints do there. Uh, I know that they might be need a tight end. Let's see what Adam Troutman can do. Let's see if he can finally pick it up and get things moving. Um, because if he can, I think that he'll be fine there. Um, let's end. Let's do one more and then we'll, we'll end it here. Uh, Jameis Winston signs. Now, I talked about this today. I posted it on YouTube, and we and I talked about it. Dude, Jameis is only 28 years old. He's still a relatively young guy. He's still a, a guy that has a lot of upside. 14 touchdowns, three interceptions, didn't turn the ball over, won them a lot of games. You know, when I'm looking at this, Zach, and, and I see Jameis Winston, and I'm just pulling up my notes from earlier today, but there were multiple games where Jameis Winston were like 13 of 21, 128 yards and two touchdowns against the Patriots, five touchdowns against the Packers. Uh, you look over to Seattle. He has to rush for eight yards and uh, eight carries and 40 yards, has to lead them to win against Seattle. Uh, multiple games. I mean, the worst game that you could say that he had was Washington when he went 15 of 30 for 279 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. So that, to me, I think Jameis has got a lot more mature. What what says you? I agree. I mean, you know, when Jameis was in before the injury, you know, he he looked good. As you mentioned, you rattled off the stats there. You know, and I think I think this was a must for the Saints, especially when you you, when you kick tires on Deshaun Watson, you weren't able to land him. You know, kudos to them for going and re-signing Jameis Winston. I feel like that. I mean, that was probably the biggest need. I mean, quarterback is the b- biggest position in all of sports. And so to go and get Jameis and a guy that you've had that's been in the program, that's familiar with this team and familiar with the offense, you know, I, I think that that's huge for the Saints. I agree with you. And that is Zach Lee. Dude, you killed it week two or episode two for you. You're killing it. If you, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna mess up and you're gonna keep yourself staying around here a little bit longer. What do you think about that? Hey, well, I will stay as long as you like. (laughs) All right, that's our good friend, Zach Lee, our producer. My name's Blake Ruffino. This is Are You Serious Sports, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Or not really tomorrow because, you know, look, we got uh, the LSU baseball game. But we'll see you Thursday. Until then, guys, peace out, Girl Scouts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.